It's an organized piece of street dealing. They have worked out a system. It's relatively sophisticated. It's designed to limit the ability to get caught. It's like a driving McDonald's. I'm Nicola Talent, and you're listening to Crime World, a podcast about criminals, drugs, and the sins of the underworld in Ireland and across the globe. It's the inner city flat complex where Irish mafia boss Daniel Kinahan and his brother Christopher Jr. grew up. But today, it looks more like a scene from the wire. Drug addicts walk like zombies through the courtyards and buy from the designer-clad pushers who open for business at 9am and work through the day and night. Coke, crack, benzos, weed and heroin are all for sale openly as children make their way to school and residents live in fear. Today, I'm talking to the Sunday World's deputy editor, Niall Donald, who went in undercover to the bond to witness the Kinahan street dealers in action. He tells me how organised dealers swap money and drugs all day long while a never-ending stream of customers keep business booming. This is Crime World, a podcast from sundayworld.com. Niall, I think you came out of retirement last week and retirement by, when I say that, I mean from life on the desk to go back on the road, as we call it, in journalistic circles. But um, you were down around Oliver Bond and um, you were having a look at what we had, what had been described to us as prolific drug dealing that was happening um, in, in the flats complex. Now, we saw the story as significant for a number of reasons. Firstly, it was the childhood home of Daniel and Christopher Kinahan. Daniel Kinahan being the uh, head of the Kinahan Organised Crime Group or the Irish Mafia. Um, and secondly, that this is a Dublin community where people had been in contact with us and had told us they were absolutely terrified. Their children are afraid to go out on their own and they're under siege from the mob drug dealers that have taken over the complex. So, so what did you see? Well, first of all, um, what you can see is quite organised and quite structured. Um, you know, we were there at a very early point in the morning at around nine o'clock. And you can see people that are in very specific places. Um, Oliver Bond, which is a, a, you know, it's a it's a complex that's not got a lot of ways in and out, I suppose, and very hard, I imagine, to, to monitor. But people are standing in specific locations and, um, there's obviously around the Keys, around that part of Dublin, is is there's a lot of open drug dealing going on in terms of along the canal, uh, the canalway, which has been very well reported. So what you can see in Oliver Bond is that people have a particular location. People are walking in and they're meeting a group. People, one person then disappears, comes back, packages are exchanged by one individual and the individuals head off again. Um, you know, it's it's you know it's 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 a burden on a on a community. I think to have that as kids are about to go to school, um, you know, it's 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 not right. 
So the the dealers and we were told and we can identify some of them from uh, over over a few weeks of surveillance that we had placed on the area. They um, are working for one individual who we'll come to in a minute, but they are standing literally outside people's homes, is it? Or are they on the stairwells? Are they kind of even hidden at all? Or are they just standing out in the open? No, they're standing out in the open, I think, um, and it's stairwells. They're standing in in a in a in a stairway. Um, I think there's spotters. Um, they're in a particular location that if if the guardie were to drive in, they would be uh, able to scatter. Um, you know that it's it's not going to be easy to catch them basically. And there's certain people handing collecting money. There's certain people handing off off packages. Not the people aren't doing the same job for want of a better description. And there's, there, it's really hard to imagine how it could be uh, stopped easily and quickly, you know. Um, it looks very organised. It looks like it's run as like a, a you know, well, we were there during daylight hours. I'm sure it's possible it's gone on in the evening, but it's, it looks like it's run like a, like a job, you know, like mm, people mm. turning up for work in the morning. And um, that part of the city centre has become a magnet for people that are really suffering from the, the worst throes of addiction. I mean, it's just, mm. you can see it around that place. And this is, uh, you know, this is this is how they're being supplied, I suppose. It sounds as if it's almost like a drug supermarket that you can just walk in off the street and get whatever you want. Yes. And, you know, the, the, the fact is that then around that community, which is a really well-preserved, nice and tight-knit community, um, that those people have to see people buying drugs and then using them in that within that community uh, in in laneways, you know, close to where kids are playing and all of that, um, you know, and, and which we also saw as we as we drove out of Oliver Bond, we saw uh, one man, you know, uh, smoking a crack pipe in a standing in a doorway, um, just just meters from the Oliver Bond, you know. Um, and you know it's a it's a it's a grim sight um, for that man as well. This is somebody that's obviously suffering, you know, from addiction. From you know, and and you know those those that's how that's how those people are getting their drugs. You know, I was rewatching the TV drama The Wire recently. I hadn't seen it in a few years, but um, it's it's pretty good actually. Anybody who hasn't seen it in a while should go back and have a look at it again it's a, it's very well made and uh it sounds to me like what you're describing are almost like scenes out of that yeah but it, i mean it does resemble it because it, it certainly from from our perspective it looks the same that people have they have worked out a system it's not it's it's relatively sophisticated it's it's designed to limit the uh, ability to get caught it's people are there as a as a service point, like a, a drive-in center, like a drive-in McDonald's, and uh, it's definitely it's it's an organized piece of street dealing. I'm sure there's not hundreds of thousands being made, but what there is is um, there's young young men. I, I'm sure getting sucked into probably teenagers, probably possibly younger, getting sucked into a life of drug dealing very early by slightly older, sinister people. And it's it's servicing people that are really in a in a in a suffering from the the worst of addiction, you know. And pretty scary for the kids to see both the addicts t- smoking the likes of the crack pipes, and I'm sure the the paraphernalia is left all around the streets as well. Um, but 
This isn't something new. We weren't breaking news when we ran the story on Sunday about Oliver Bond becoming a drug supermarket. Um, this this complex and where, as I said, Daniel Kinahan and his brother Christopher Jr. grew up has had problems for decades. Even when they would have been living in the flats, um, Dublin was in the scourge of the heroin epidemic in the 1980s and there were there was open dealing going on there at that point. Um, now, some years ago, the uh, you happened to be uh, doing some surveillance work on on the flats for a very different reason because you were you were you were looking for the kingpin, the man who has been described as as the guy who runs the the complex, who who runs all those dealers. He's a convicted heroin dealer by the name of Greg Lynch. Um, and you did see him there um, at the time, meeting meeting up with his 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 young dealers. What was the significance of what you saw at that time? Well, I mean, Greg Lynch was a, a classic example of somebody who, at the age of nineteen, was caught with half a million pounds worth of heroin. And um, he was brought into that life through uh, connections, through through family, through a guy called Gerard Hatchett Cavanaugh, who was subsequently shot dead in Spain. And he, um, through those connections, rose up to become maybe the king of the street dealing in, in the south inner city. And although he was he was brought up in Oliver Bond, at that point, when I photographed him, he was living in a different part of the city, um, but was travelling down to the Oliver Bond every day to direct um, to direct his, his drug dealers uh, that were working for him. And the situation at that point was that it came at a time when the new anti-gangland legislation was brought in and a lot of the, the, the drug dealers became very paranoid about speaking on phones and speaking indoors, believing they were going to be bugged, which ultimately didn't happen but has begun to happen now. So what he was doing was, the information we received was, he was only meeting them outdoors in the place where he felt most comfortable. And he would have people driving up to him and he'd be holding summits basically in 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 the play area there in in Oliver Bond. He'd be he was like he was going to work, having his his conferences and then heading home in the evening. So we 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 photographed him at that stage and uh put it in the paper, you know. And he subsequently has gone through a lot of ups and downs and was very lucky to survive a very serious assassination t- attempt. Um, a few years on from that point, so there has been um, there has been issues in in the Oliver Bond. But the other point, of course, is that these are you know an isolated group of people, and they're you know it is a great community as well. I mean, that is the other thing to say. And there's really good people there, and you know it's 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 the burden of that open drug dealing is not felt being felt in. In, 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 in Black Rock or Holt or Clontarf, it's being felt in that particular community. So Jared Hatchett Kavanagh, who was Greg Lynch's uncle, was sort of a, a key associate of Christy Kinahan on the Costa del Sol. He was based in Benna Medina for some years and was shifting a lot of product back to Ireland. Um, he was shot dead in, in Marbella in a bar and his brother, Paul Kavanagh was later shot dead back in Ireland. Now, it took a long time for the details of why that happened and who was behind it to emerge, but it appears that he was double-crossed himself by the Kinahan cartel. Um, Greg Lynch, as you mentioned, was also 
shot and, and very lucky to survive. In around the same time, he was standing outside the bar in Hanlon's Corner when he was uh, he was injured that time very badly in the face. He has been somebody who has kind of gone to ground a lot, hasn't he? He's difficult to see. He He's very, uh, he keeps himself to himself, even though it has emerged that he also was shot in a gun attack that was sanctioned by the Kinnahans. He appears to be still dealing with them on a business basis. And that's something that comes up time and time again. Um, when it comes to money, a lot of the, the personal issues are cast aside um, but Lynch is kind of a, a lesser seen member of the criminal fraternity these days, I think. Well, I think when when um, there was a very tight connection, obviously, with, with Hatchet Kavanagh and, of course, Hatchet Kavanagh's cousin, uh, Bomber Kavanagh. Um, so Greg Lynch, I think, rose up on their coattails um, to become a very key part of the overall Keenan cartel. Uh, in Dublin at the time, at the probably at their at their peak, which was you know before the Regency maybe, and um, when they were really had an absolute total and utter iron grip on on everything that happened, every piece of drug dealing that happened in the country. Since then, it's obviously become a more fractious place. And um, you know, due to Greg Lynch's family connections, he would have been absolutely untouchable at a certain point. And um, but I suppose things have become less clear for him. But he remains a significant figure in in in, in organised crime, and certainly he in terms of the, the street drug dealing, he had uh, by according to our sources, he had a network of people um, that were that were operating at that level, and there was he was repeatedly, of course, his his organisation was repeatedly targeted by raids and by cab as time went on. But he certainly has his profile is is far less, and um, he he was never uh, an internet gangster. Uh, you never saw him um, doing as some of the others did. He wasn't somebody to uh, get involved in sports clubs or 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 launch vodka or anything like that. He was certainly of the of the other type. And uh, the story, which is uh, going to be on the the website sundayworld.com, um, really shows this community under siege, under continued siege by these drug gangs, by these organisations, by these individuals who have um, used and, and abused the area they live in to profit fr- from the misery of others. And I think it's an important story for the community, for themselves to, 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 and for people maybe living outside these areas in the more privileged areas to have a look at how some people have to live and the fear they live under. Um, so, um, I'm sure your, 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 your days, uh, ducked down in, 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 in a car watching this was, has been, has been well worth it, Niall. Yeah, it was, it was good to get out and, and, and see it, you know, and it is, it is an important story and people, you know, if you can, you can only have to go along the, the, that part, not the Oliver Bond in particular, but particularly along the, the along the Liffey to see the, the impact of, of, of drug addiction, um, the human cost of it is very visible, you know, to people who live there and see it every day, you know. From sundayworld.com, this is Crime World, produced by Ian Mullaney. Available online and on all podcast platforms. 
If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a review. And if you want to get in touch, check out our Facebook page, Crime World with Nicola Talent.